0: Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration.
1: We all seem to have that inner critic inside our heads. I have a committee, the itty-bitty shitty committee. You know what I mean, that nagging voice, or voices in my case, that knocks us down and drags us down the road of self-sabotage and self-neglect. A strong, positive sense of self-esteem is your first step to anything you wish to accomplish. Discover who you truly are, that gorgeous, talented, fabulous woman who deserves recognition and unconditional love. You know the most beautiful thing any woman can wear is self-confidence. Here on Confidence in Bloom with the Divas at Care Network, I, Tina Spolatini, speak with women living in their own self-confidence about who they truly are, how they found themselves, and how they care for themselves. Today I'm speaking with Wendy Demur. Wendy earned a Bachelor of Kinesiology from the University of Regina. Upon graduation, she entered a career within the education field for over 20 years. Her passion is children and self development. Along her journey, she became certified in child meditation, meditation, angel card reading, and past life regressionism. As well, she has attended many conferences and workshops in spiritual development. She speaks at conferences to help adults deal with stress and anxiety in the workplace through meditation. She also teaches individual classes to adults and children in meditation, as well as sport and mental preparation. Her passion has become to teach others how to live a more balanced, joyful life through meditation, self development, and increasing spiritual awareness. She continues to educate teachers, parents, children, coaches, and her peers in mindfulness. Meditation and sports psychology. Hi, Wendy. How are you? Great. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for joining me today, uh, Wendy. Tell our listeners where you're calling for, in from. Uh, from Cochrane, Alberta. Alberta. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Great place to be. Right. <laughs> yeah. What are oh, you celebrating beautiful. this week, Wendy?
0: Uh, well, I'm celebrating being here with you first and foremost because there was a time in my life where I wouldn't have had the confidence to... I would have had too much fear to, to talk to you. So that's a big win for me to push through that wow. fear. And uh, yeah. And just being
1: alive and healthy every day. Oh, that's awesome. How do you celebrate your wins?
0: Uh, usually I'll do like immediately after, shortly after, because, you know, even with our wins, there's always something we can improve on. So I, I like to do like a meditative walk, just helps me go inside and listen to be present, just so I know what the next step is. And then I always, my favorite thing is to go out for dinner, have a glass of wine maybe. That's how I celebrate. Oh, that's awesome. I'm not mm-hmm. much of a
1: drinker, but I love the sound of a glass Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, me neither, but it's, you know, I just, it, always, no, I always no. think it goes nice with a nice dinner out.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, how do you define self-confidence?
0: Well, I believe self-confidence is being confident in your skills and abilities and having the confidence to try new things because if we don't have Confidence, we'll never know what we're capable of, and a lot of people just become like they're in a prison. So it's just having the confidence in trying new things and getting out there, and that's what I think.
1: I I, know. I agree. And uh, do you you think that confidence is important to have?
0: Yes, because you'll never know. If you don't have confidence, you're never going to know what you're capable of or what you could be.
1: Yeah, yeah, so true, so true. You've written a book get, empowering oh, our sorry. future. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um no, that's you, you okay. wrote yourself you're you, you're an author of a book empowering our future. Can you tell our listeners what inspired you to write this and a, and a little bit about the book
0: of course? Um well, because I had suffered most of my life with um Low self-confidence and self-esteem, and um, which led to anxiety. And, you know, it comes from, you know, the level of our self-confidence, our self-esteem really comes from our thoughts. Like, I feel our thoughts are the most important thing if we can get control over them, because they create our life experience. And it also comes from when we're young, what we're told from our parents or coaches or kids. Um, so I had a lot of anxiety and was doing everything I could to deal with it. And I started meditation and other things and it changed my life. And during that time I had been working with children for 20 years and I noticed an increase in stress and anxiety and decrease in self-esteem. So I thought, well, if meditation changed my life, I think it could really help these kids. And I became certified as a child meditation facilitator. And I started teaching these classes in and out of the education system and then I had so many teachers and parents come to me and asking me for help and tell, saying I should put it into a book. So then that's what I did. I just put my program, everything I know and teach into my book. And the book is oh for God. parents and teachers, your caregivers, anybody who works with kids. It provides them with strategies that they can implement into our children's lives that will enhance mental and emotional well being. That's amazing. And and obviously,
1: it's it's something that could help um, anybody, not just for children. No,
0: yeah. A lot of feedback I've had from it is that it helped the parents or the teachers just as much as the kids. Because all of the strategies in there are strategies that we do or that I do that adults can do that will just help with their self-confidence and self-esteem. Oh, that's
1: Awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank you not so everybody much. has. am so passionate about it. That, well, that's, to me, that's every- great. I mean, you know, not everybody has the talent or the the will to write a book. And so putting it all on paper like you have is, I mean, that's, that's a huge, huge celebration for you. Well, thank you so now, much. I just, <laughs> I want to know what the difference is. I mean, I know the difference between meditation and breath work. But what I want to know is, in your opinion, what the difference is and
0: if they should be practiced together or is
1: it better to practice them
0: separately? Okay, so meditation and breath work kind of go hand in hand. But what I mean, so for breath work, which... I will do five times at least throughout my day just to center me and if I'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed. Breath work is like I will do breathe in for the count of three. One, two, three, then hold for one, and then out, two, three. And I'll do five rounds of that and then just go back to work. So that is a form of meditation and that's a great way to start if you're somebody who struggles with meditation. But when you do actual meditation, the first part of it is always the relaxation phase. And part of the way you relax is through your breathing. So it's breathing deep in and out and relaxing your muscles as you breathe back out. So that that breathing, first initial relaxation phase, and then depending what type of meditation you do, because there's Guided meditations, which is like a narrator, a voice leading you through it, they will usually incorporate um breathe in, breathe out as they're doing the visualization, or if you're doing a mantra like using a mantra, which is just a uh, a vibration that has just to kind of keep you focused, it always you're always focused on your breath work, so on your breathing. So if you have distractions, physical distractions, noises from the environment, your thoughts start coming, you always bring your attention back to your breathing. So you see, it's kind of hard to separate them, right?
1: Right, right. So um, the breath just helps your body to relax and hold the meditation.
0: Yes, and focus. That's we breath is always our anchor. Like if you notice when you're agitated or or stressed out, your breath becomes shallow and agitated. But when you're relaxed, your breathing is deeper and more relaxed and natural. So like breathing in everything I teach, breath is the foundation. Because an it's just, it's always our anchor. It's always what we come back to. If we're feeling anxiety, stress, just stop and do your breathing. But breath work should always be practiced. It's more of a preventative measure. So if you're in the middle, say, of an anxiety attack, you're not going to be able to just, okay, let's stop and breathe. It's a preventative (laughs) thing. It's something you have to practice. And then your body knows that sign. So if you're starting to feel yourself, then it'll calm you down. Right, right. And, I mean, we've all known that. I always
1: remember, you know, even growing up, okay, take a deep breath,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: And I guess that's kind of what this is, right?
0: hmm But meditation is, is, yeah, is more of, um, going deeper. The breathing is just the anchor to the meditation. Like if you're doing a guided meditation, for right. instance, and you notice right. the thoughts coming, then... Focus on your breath while you're listening to the guided meditation.
1: Wow. it's I, I'm I, I'm not a great meditator. I find that my brain always takes me everywhere else. And by the time I'm, you know, I'm pulling myself in, I've lost, like, the focus. I'm like, I don't even want to do this anymore. So I just sit there and tell it's mm-hmm. over, right? And I know that's well, good practice. I've been trying for years.
0: Yes, but let me tell you, I've been meditating for years, too, and there are days when I sit down and I meditate and say, if I'm doing a 20-minute and I set my timer, I'll be like, oh, peeking. Oh, my God, is this almost over? This isn't working. So it just it depends on the day, right? And the main thing, I think, is as long as you give yourself 10 minutes and sit, it's so healthy for your body because it calms your nervous system. Even if you think there's no such thing as a bad meditation. Even if you think it's not doing anything, I promise you it is. If it's just giving yourself to be still for 10 minutes, letting yourself. Just be.
1: Right. I Yeah, I believe that. Uh, what do you believe or feel is the difference between self-confidence and self-esteem? And how do you think meditation affects each one of those?
0: Well... That's tricky. I think they're pretty closely related, but yet, like self-esteem, I think it's how we think of ourselves and how we value ourselves as a human being, but you can have self-confidence in, like, a particular skill and still no have no self-esteem. Like, what I'm, I work with a lot of athletes, and they are, you know, they could be really trained and the best at what they do they win the gold medal they win worlds but they still have absolutely no self self self-esteem so it's it's a tricky thing because i always say well whether you, you whether you think you can or you think you can't you are right and it all goes back to those thoughts and our past experiences everything is about that like for instance when i was going out of when i was Um, graduating high school, I went to my guidance counselor and all I've ever wanted to be was a teacher. I love kids. They're my passion. And he said to me, "Um, no, you better not go to university. I don't think you'd make it. Maybe try a trade or something. And I went. And so from that moment on, for years, I thought I was dumb. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm stupid. No matter, even if I go... I know. So even if I got, you know, a high mark, which would be self confidence, oh, I know I can do this, I can get that, I still felt happy about myself. I think, oh, well, I'm dumb because my guidance counselor, I mean, he would know. He was the mentor in our school. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We could
1: go on for hours on, on that. I have issues with that with my own kids, even today. Like, it still exists. And I think, yeah, we need to, you know, doesn't matter what our grades show. Sometimes you can have the highest book smart person and they don't know how to be with other people, right? I it I think confidence level of intelligence are completely opposite. Like they don't have anything to do with each other. But like I said, we could go our, on for our hours. Our physical skills are ranking.
0: No, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's with with physical skillability. Even like actors who've won 12 Oscars still still aren't don't feel good about themselves, you know? Right, so exactly. So it's a, it's a tricky exactly. thing. Yeah, it comes all from our upbringing. Like I was always told my whole life when I was a little girl, "Oh, you're too sensitive." So I'm like, "Oh, there's something wrong with being sensitive. I shouldn't be this way. What's wrong with me?" Why am I so soft, you know? Yeah, you're soft because you're extra caring. That's why.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's the way I see it, right? I mean, I don't know.
0: So so what I I found... Oops, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, so what I found with meditation... For me, it helps us distinguish between the truth and the lies because the truth is the average person has 10,000 thoughts a day and our thoughts aren't who we truly are. Like we tell ourselves, I'm dumb, um, I'm ugly, I'm not skinny enough, I'm this, well, that, that's just not true, that's our thoughts, right? So meditation helps us kind of distinguish between the truth and the lies and what we tell ourselves. And, like, and same with, oh, why doesn't she like me? What what what's You know what I mean? Like, that person doesn't like me. Well, no, that's probably not true. It's just the thoughts in my head. Or, oh, I, sh- I shouldn't wear this. Should I wear these clothes? Oh, no, what will other people think? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's right. all of our thoughts. And, and the, the, the really, people are so wrapped up in their own stuff, they probably aren't even noticing what you're wearing. Or were they even listening when you were doing the public speaking because they're wrapped in the head? So it's, I find meditation... Helps me let that go. And so it's, yeah, it's, you know, and just distinguish between, okay, is this actually true or I'm making this stuff up in my head? Right. I get that. Yeah. I totally understand what
1: that, what you're saying. Um, so hmm. how, how would you say meditation aids in self-confidence then? I think if it's because it's... Between the truth and the lies, like then it, Mm-hmm. So it's basically telling you, like when you're in a meditation, it's telling you what's truth and what's lie. Like that's what you're learning, right?
0: Well, but but more it calms the monkey chatter, right? Those thoughts go away. So And you're focusing on the present moment where we have the least amount of stress when you're in the present moment. And I just find it just because it calms me for a while and relaxes me. Then when I come out, my mind is clear, and I realize that I've been in that vicious thought cycle, going from one thing to another. It's snowballing effect, and it's just stuff that I made up in my mind. And then I can let it go. That's for me personally what it does.
1: Oh, okay,
0: yeah. So it's like it releases
1: the. Yes, it releases those negative thoughts and then it's just over and done with. Yeah, that's right. I, I get that now, yeah.
0: Yes, that's when you're, when you're sitting in silence. But I have also written um, specific meditations and I, I was telling you, um, like one's called the floating bubble meditation. So I wrote it for you, and... It has, um, so you do a relaxation with the kids. They're outside on the ground. Some of they're safe. And this big, beautiful um, bubble comes down and picks them up and then takes them into this beautiful, through this archway. And there's hundreds of bubbles there. And each bubble, one has negative self-talk and one has positive self-talk. And they float through the bubbles and pop all the negative ones. And then they just focus on the positive ones. So that's, when I bring kids back down then from the beautiful bubble land and onto the, on the ground again, and we talk about it because after their meditations, we always have a discussion, I can't tell you how relaxed and happy they are. They're like, oh, I didn't know if there was a way that we could get rid of those negative thoughts. And then they switch them up with a positive affirmation, right? So instead of, I suck at this, I will try my best. But I have a lot of adults who will use that when they go to bed at night, too, if they're in that negative thought cycle. They'll just do the visualization floating up there. So that's another way to help kids with self-esteem, right? Self-kids and adults, it helps them change those negative thoughts to good-feeling thoughts. Yeah, for sure, for sure.
1: I think, you know... Um, I think when I spoke with you on the phone, I said this to you, every classroom, every teacher needs a Wendy, right? We all need you. Like, if we could have, like, really, I mean, I think kids today are so lucky in the way that, you know, us adults are learning more and more about this stuff. When I was a kid, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I remember my parents saying meditation and, and all that stuff, it was all the hippies did that. Right? So unless mm-hmm. you were a hippie, you couldn't do this stuff. So, you know, I grew up believing that this was not a normal or even a healthy thing, right, until right. I tried it myself for the first time and I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, who knows where my parents got that information from, but I wish they would, you know, would have taught me, taken that time to taught me how to be more strong, right? Yes. And I'm sure you're yeah. seeing that with all these children that you're working
0: with. hmm Yeah, because it was, it took a long time. And even when I first started teaching, I'm like, do I use the word meditation? Do I call it that? Or do I call it guided imagery or visualization? Because there did come some, you know, preconceived, like that kind of, that it's monks do it and hippies do it. But the truth is, is that the ones that I write are as safe as a bedtime story. They're not affiliated with any religion whatsoever. They're just... You know, a bedtime story that takes the kids, explodes their their imaginations and their senses. And kids, you know, they love using their imagination. So, yeah, no, they're, it's totally safe. And I did struggle. Do I call it meditation in the beginning? Or will people think, uh-oh, especially in the schools, right? Yeah. The well, old sure, archaic education system... Right, <laughs> yeah.
1: and I mean, all religions have a form of meditation, right? Mm-hmm. They just don't call
0: it that. Yeah, I think
1: that's I, where the difference is,
0: and and You know, like anybody who's struggling to try, like you, even like even or you know that you think you have a hard time, that you can start with three minutes. But even start with that three count breathing that I told you, like a few times throughout the day, just do five rounds: in for the count three, hold for one, and out for three. Because that's a form of meditation. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be trying that today for sure. Sure. Yeah. And for another one, if people are struggling, um, is doing a meditative walk. So go on a ten minute, twenty, however long you want to go. Don't bring your phone, and as you walk, just be be so mindful, be aware of every sound you hear, every step you take, everything you smell, the dew on the grass, the bark, the veins on the leaves, because mm-hmm. so that that's a form of meditation as well, because you're. you're present, you're being mindful, you're not thinking about what you have to do here before or after or tomorrow and that's an easy way to start too.
1: That's that's awesome advice. I'm going to try that.
0: I promise I'm
1: going to try that. (laughs) Tell me, what will you do today that will make tomorrow better, Wendy? Um,
0: Well, one thing that I always do is I smile. I Every time I see women, I try and I give them a compliment. I say something nice. I, I smile at everybody because that makes... I You know, you never know. Somebody just needs to have a smile sometimes. And also my big thing is always, always working in the present. I If we, we get hung up on the outcome, like when we're working on a project or whatever we're doing... We have to stay detached from the outcome because that's when we start getting stressed. So I just try and work every day, baby steps, do what I need to do right now, and forget about the outcome. That is
1: amazing. That is probably one of the best pieces of advice anyone could give. Oh, great. You need to yeah. be present. Absolutely. You you need to be here in the now. Right, not yeah. not worrying about what happened yesterday or what could happen tomorrow. Just worry about mm-hmm. what's going on right now, and the rest will fall into place. Yes, exactly. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. Well, I'm so happy that you joined me today. This we had an awesome conversation. I think there's so much to learn about. Um, meditation and being alone with your own thoughts and feelings. And I think this is definitely something um, that, you know, opens that up for everyone. I am going to read your book. Unfortunately, I didn't have enough time to read it before our talk today. But I am going mm-hmm. to read it and I'm going to share it with anyone and everyone that ever asks me about meditation.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. I just, you know, the only thing I've ever wanted is to help as many people as I can, you know, like everybody, just mentally and emotional well-being. And if everybody just, like I always say, I just want to be the best version of me. That's it. Not compared to others. Mm -hmm. I feel that when
1: I talk with you. I love that. I think that's amazing. I think you're so awesome. Oh, thank you. I think you are, too. (laughs) <laughs> oh,
0: thank you. You yes. <laughs> are. Anyway,
1: thank you so much. We will chat again. You know, um, I would love to have you on here again. Um, and maybe we can go more into your book and, you know, or talk about your sports. That would be, you know, great. Your, You know, your sport preparation that you do with your athletes.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So thank you again for joining me. And we will talk you again are welcome. soon. Okay.
0: Have a fabulous day. Thank you so much, you as well. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com, where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.